Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as surprising as a Timmy Chandler renaissance, fantasy advice as hit and miss as a John Cordoba one-on-one, and pundits who dish out player picks faster than Tobias Stieler does yellow cards. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Match Day 21. And joining me as ever is the fantasy Fußball got himself, Flo. Flo, I know you were commentating in midweek for the DFB Pokal... And I have to say, I'm I'm quite impressed you haven't lost your voice, given what Brayman produced. Yeah, I'm professional, James. <laughs> that's what that's what it is. Well, in fairness, it was a banging game, no matter what. You could have lost your voice because it was just an incredible cup tie, you know. Yeah, no, but I, I kept it quite neutral, and uh, yeah, were, was a blast uh, doing stuff for the second audio channel of the German television and uh, yeah loved it enjoyed it immensely and I mean the game was amazing result was great so uh, but I hope uh, Bremen can now continue uh, and beat Union Berlin then I will be a happy man that is the key, right? Use the the positive experience and, and build on it going forward. I think that is uh, definitely something we'll be looking to see whether Brayman can do. Um, but okay, let's crack on with some listener questions uh, here in part one. I have to say, we sent out quite a late call for questions on Twitter. I just want to say thank you very much for the response. Lots of people got in touch. Um, and there were some questions that we had to leave by the wayside. But that was also because a lot of questions were doubled up this week. And so with the part one questions, what I wanted to do was look at a lot of people that were asking for specific advice with their teams, hoping that, of course, it can help everyone else out there as well. The first question is from at Hohenheim77, who asks what to do. I have Royce Perisic, both injured, Tisseron and Herman, uh, both not in the starting lineup last week, and Werner. What should I do with only three transfers? Who would you get rid of and who would you bring in, Flo? So Royce and Perisic is a given for me to sell them both. And Herman has a Decent chance of starting, uh, so I definitely would keep ha- uh, Hermann, and then it's between Tisserand and Werner. I guess you already have Lewandowski, and then it would actually be Werner uh, would be the third guy to sell just because of uh, the the kickoff time of the Bayern Leipzig game because it's uh, the last game of the match day. You can't swap Werner out after a bad match and. I wouldn't like to go into Sunday evening and uh, having two strikers in in that game. So, sell Royce, Perisic and Werner and then you can basically buy whoever you like and a cherry on top. And I think rather than telling you three guys right now, um, I think we'll we'll talk about the guys we like uh, during the show and then just take your pick because you're swimming in money if you sell these three guys. So money isn't an issue for you. So yeah, just just buy who you like uh, best and we, we talk about a lot of players. Uh, I, I think it's better because I don't know who uh, who's the rest of your team so I might actually tell you to buy a player you already have. I think that's more fruitful because, like I said, money isn't an issue. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. We are definitely going to throw plenty of player names out there throughout the rest of the show. So, yeah, you can take your pick. Um, and speaking of player picks, we've got to now from at Korosh for you, who asks, are Gnabry and Piontek expected to start? And should he bring in Gnabry or double up on a Schalke midfield flow? How are you feeling about that question? So Piontek will start. I'm like I'm. I think that's a given. He had had a great start at Berlin. Uh, looked good after he came on against Schalke. If that's possible, in one of the dullest games we've seen in recent Bundesliga histories. And uh, if I remember correctly, James, someone talked about that game being <laughs> <Yeah>. being <laughs> yeah. really really boring and. <laughs> Last week on the show, if only yeah, I, I could I saw, remember. I, I thought you yeah. might mention it this week. Yes, I yeah, know. but I forgot who that was. It's it's a it was either you or me, James. Someone I was going to say I, I must have forgotten while I after I fell asleep during that game. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just one of those things, right? It just you know slips your mind. Well, he was a bright spot for Hatter. Had a good cup match. Um, scored his first goal uh, at Schalke for Hatter and. Uh, 
I mean, he had three shots on goal in his 30 minutes he played in the first Bundesliga match. That's great. That means it's a scientific fact that he's going to have nine shots on goal if he plays 90 minutes. <laughs> That's just simple math. And uh, he will start. He's a great fantasy pick. And uh, Nabri, I think, is... It's a 50-50 situation for me between Nabri or Coutinho, uh, who is going to play, uh, replace the injured uh, Perisic. So I'm not 100%. My, my guess is that Nabri will get the start, but I'm not so uh, certain of that that I'm going to invest in him. Yeah, I think that's a very fair point to make because, of course, it is also risky given the fact that he's in action in the Sunday game as well. Um, okay, at rookie underscore CR is asking, Flo, I have Folland and Werner. Who should I get rid of in my team to bring in Haaland? Or should he remove both? And then if we were to remove both, who would be the second option to replace them? I would definitely replace Werner. Already uh, talked about that, not liking having Werner and Lewandowski uh, next match day. Uh, if you've got a free transfer, I wouldn't mind getting rid of Folland as well. Um, my first choice would probably be Piontek, maybe even over Haaland. And if you want Haaland, then it's Piontek and Haaland. Yeah, you know what? I couldn't agree more. Um, Rookie CR also asks... Keep Harvets or Nkunku to be replaced by Jaden Sancho. Probably Nkunku, um, just because of this match day and Harvets is playing on Saturday, so you can later swap him out. And uh, I, I think what, from what I've seen um, during the week, it's possible to score goals against Dortmund. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what makes you say that. <laughs> I mean, he's no bitten court, no? Harvets no bitten court. Well, but- <laughs> Maybe, maybe not everyone still score. <laughs> Genuinely, I, I don't know about you. I feel like that was Bittencourt's best performance of his entire career. I genuinely can't remember one where he was that up for it and then produced such a good performance. So, yeah, I mean, we can only aspire to those heights when it comes to, to performances out on the pitch with our players. Um, okay, but at Bib Deutsches asks, who should I replace Sarbitzer with this week, saying he already has Sancho, Kostic and Harvard. So I wanted to include this one, Flo, because I thought it was interesting. He's got the three most obvious replacements already. Yeah. So who who's next in line? Uh, next in line for me would be Gregoritsch. And if you already have Gregoritsch, I think um, one of the Wolfsburg midfielders is interesting. Uh, for me, it's either Arnold, if you've got a bit more money to spend, he's a safer choice. He won't disappoint you. But on the other hand, Schlager, uh, I think that Wolfsburg will change it back to a 4-4-2 and then Schlager could have a really, really good game. And he's 9.9 million, so quite good price tag. Um, this would be the the first guys I uh, would look at. Yeah, I think those are two very good options. Uh, and of course, I'm always an advocate for bringing Michal Gregorich into your team, even after letting me down a little, I'll just say a little bit last week with my banker choice. Um, on to the next question then. It's from at Benji Tanelli. Uh, he says, please rank from highest to lowest for this match day, Niederlechner, Turam, Haaland, Kramrich, Piontek and Cordoba. So, or should I just rank every other uh, Bundesliga striker? Would that, <laughs> would that make that easier? No. Just do one yeah. through hundred. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all right, Benji. I'm, I'm going to do a sort that. Six players is uh, for me. Is Piontek is number one. Uh, like I said, I even would rank him over Haaland just for this week. Uh, Haaland is number two. Then it's Turam, Niederlechner, Kramaric, and uh, it sets me to say uh, Cordoba at number six. And I wish I would have uh, yeah, stayed with my gut and would have picked Cordoba last week as my banker and not as my. Vegas choice. Yeah, although I, I, I did say that he's almost a banker for me. You did, but, you did indeed yeah, say well, that, I, and I had to say when he scored, I did think of you fondly uh, and your Cordoba pick. So yes, I'm, I'm quite surprised actually to hear that he's bottom of the list. But there may be a reason for that. I, 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 just, I, I was so impressed by the performance of uh, Mönchengladbach at Leipzig. I really, really was impressed. Yeah, I mean it was breathtaking. They, they should have won that game, and uh, the first 45 minutes were close to the. The best uh, performance I've seen in a long time from a, uh, in a Bundesliga match. And uh, I, they, they really brought it to Leipzig. That was amazing. So 
My feeling is that, that Cologne will have a tough time at Gladbach. Um, and that's the reason why I'm ranking Cordoba that low. No, that's fair enough. I mean, yeah, Cologne have been impressive, but Gladbach did look monstrously good against Leipzig when they were, at least when they had 10 men, uh, 11 men on the pitch, I should say. Okay, final question of part one. It's from our good friend at Brinny Hoof. He says, now that they have had time to bed into their new teams, who of the January transfers uh, do you feel confident about starting and performing in the fantasy game? I would assume that he means, um, he says, apart from Haaland, of course, he says, cheers, guys. Yeah, Piontek, we talked uh, already about him. Um, I think he's the only one you can really, really bring in uh, this week. If Zelke wouldn't be injured, you know I would be all over uh, the Zelke life. And uh, I mean, we haven't talked about that. <laughs> I, 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 I made a wish on the last podcast, if I remember correctly, that Bremer might make a move for Zelke. Yeah, you, you were on fire last happened. week with your kind of predictions Great. and but, wishes, um, it has to be said. So, I, I, well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you should have definitely picked the lottery numbers last week yeah, as well I play regularly didn't didn't happen for me oh, yeah. uh, but I concentrate on, on the football stuff but um, uh, yeah I would like Zelke but he's questionable and that um, is what makes me shy away from him and apart from them I, I don't see any of these last minute transfers uh, or uh, winter transfers making a real impact I mean I'm I think, Briny, uh, you're not meaning Gregorich with these uh, January signings. He he was a January signing, but uh, he's he's playing his uh, fourth game now for Schalke, so he's not new in that capacity. Um, you could talk about Dabur of Hoffenheim. I'm I'm just not impressed with him so far. Yeah, he didn't look too bad in the cup last night against Bayern. It has to be said, he got two goals. Um, but I think, yeah, he's still a player that looks like he's going to need a bit more time to bed in. Uh, now, I th- yeah, I mean, he was asking about all January transfers. I would throw out two that I've kind of got my eye on. Um, and one is Exekiel Palacios. I mean, he made his debut for Leverkusen last night in the cup against Stuttgart. He looked good. He had some lovely touches, uh, some, some great passing. Uh, moments as well but he didn't really get forward or threaten in front of goal um, so that is cause for concern and then yeah I mean I think you do have to throw out Gregorich here as well I think it's it's well worth mentioning him and there are still some that we kind of were waiting to see the jury still out Piontek being one of them we're wondering what Emre Chan is going to be like we'll talk about him later on in the show as well so uh, I think you've got a good pick of players there but it's really hard to look past Erling Haaland and that's exactly why you told us not to um, in your question. But okay, we'll leave it there for part one. We'll be back in part two to have a look at the fixture list for match day 21. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. It is time to look at the matchday fixtures, starting with Friday night Frankfurt against Augsburg. Now, Augsburg have won their last two meetings with Eintracht Frankfurt with an aggregate score of five to two. However, Frankfurt have picked up seven points from their three matches since the turn of the year. And it's not to mention as well that DFB Pokal win over Leipzig in midweek. They will be flying high flow. So should we all be jumping on the Frankfurt bandwagon? Yeah, uh, especially since it's a Friday evening game, so uh, definitely. And uh, what's hard at times is uh, knowing who's going to play at Frankfurt, but that's not an issue uh, on this match day. So that's definitely something you uh, can uh, take advantage of. The only thing you have to keep in mind is that they're playing at Dortmund next week. So um, it's a Friday evening game, so that's definitely a positive. If they have to play at Dortmund, I'd rather uh, see them play on a Friday evening if I've got uh, fantasy players of Frankfurt. Um, but still, it's not; it's far away from uh, having a, a good match matchup on the next uh, match day, especially for your defenders. Well, that's it. I wanted to talk about the Frankfurt defenders because I'm sure there will be a fair few people looking at some of the cut price options. We've talked about the fact that many people may actually have a lot of money uh, available this weekend if they are getting rid of the likes of Royce and Werner, Sabitzer and those types of players that have a very high price range. But Frankfurt's backline does boast some great low-budget options. Timothy Chandler, Evan Unjika, Almami Toure... 
Where's who's you know what's the pecking order looking like in your head for those three players, Flo? Uh, Chandler will be first in line for me, um, then probably Indica and then Touré. If he's going to play, actually it might be the case that uh, Da Costa comes into the squad, and then he's definitely a differential pick because he hasn't played so far uh, in the Rückrunde. Um, no one will have him. He's more expensive than all the other guys with 11.6 million. But if money isn't an issue, we've seen him having having great games. Still would prefer uh, Chandler over him just because of the attacking role he plays. And for 5.1 million, he's just a, a great, great option on a Friday evening. But I probably wouldn't like to have more than uh, two Frankfurt players in my squad. And at that point, probably one defender and one midfielder or one striker. You wouldn't double up on the defender there at that rate. Because I did want to ask about Augsburg as well. And talking of defenders, there will be some people out there with Philip Max in their squads. How should those owners feel coming into this game, flow? All right. I think that Augsburg, that can be an open game. Philip Max can have big, big games, even at Frankfurt. And it's a Friday evening. So, uh, yeah, I... Like I almost got the jinx for Philip Max right last week because I said I'm I'm talking so highly of him, so he he's bound to have a bad game and Bremen can walk away with a win at Augsburg. He had a bad game, but yeah, the the win didn't come. So just fifty percent of my plan worked out there. You do have you say um, your powers do have a limit, Flo. But, it's good to know that there you do have a limit. <laughs> seems, seems, seems like it. Seems like it. So disappointed. I wish it would be the other way. He had a great game and Brim won, but there you go. Um, I would stick with him, especially because many of you guys want to sell Leipzig assets. And Augsburg is playing at home against Freiburg next week. So I would hold my brass and uh, keep Max in my squad, probably. I mean, if you don't have Leipzig assets, sure. Uh, you can you can sell Philip Max for that match, but he wouldn't be a priority for me. And I'd rather change up my goalkeepers if I still have Schu- uh, would still have Schubert in my squad than uh, sell Philip Max. Yeah, you know what? I would actually agree with that. I just uh, we got a couple of questions about Philip Max, so I wanted to at least talk about him. Um, but I would agree that I think yeah, there are bigger bigger teams that need to be dealt with in terms of sorting out your sides. I don't think Philip Max is one to panic about this week because uh, he does still have set pieces in his locker. Uh, now I was going to ask about where the differential potential is in this game, but I know what's coming up later on in the show, so I think I'm actually going to hold that question and we'll move on to the Saturday three thirty kickoff. Maybe start. maybe oh. Kamada. I Ooh, can, okay. you uh, to throw I can mention Kamada if he's going to play. That's all right. Okay, yeah, so he, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a second option later in the show, but uh, Kamada is also a good budget option if he's in the starting lineup. There you go. Okay, but then let's move on uh, to Wolfsburg against Fortuna Dusseldorf. Now, uh, he's without a goal in six games, but Weghorst was involved in all eight of Wolfsburg's goals against Fortuna last season. Uh, furthermore, it's worth having a look at the fact that the Wolves have never lost in nine league meetings with Dusseldorf across the top two divisions. Now, Wolfsburg did look quite impressive last weekend against Paderborn. Four goals scored, even with a man advantage. How are you feeling about this game, Flo? Who would you pick from? I would actually go with Daniel Ginczek for 8.5 million. Uh, Vejos still isn't back to 100%. I think it's likely that he's going to play. And then uh, Glasner will play a 4-4-2. That's uh, what I expect with uh, Vejos and Ginczek up front. And then Ginczek can very, very... uh, uh, It's not unlikely that he outscored Vejos and he's almost like half the price. Uh, 8.5 million. So uh, I think he's probably the best cheaper striker out there for this weekend. So it's 8.5 and Vejos is 15.9. So almost double the money. And that's definitely not uh, what the percentages look like, how many points they will pick up. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you're right. I don't think there's another striker under 10 million that has as big an upside um, as Ginchek could have this weekend. Um, let's move on to Bremen against Union then. Uh, Bremen have scored a league low eight goals on home soil, but Union have lost four of their last five league outings. 
Where are you at with this one, Flo? Because, yeah, Bremen flying high after their Pokal heroics. And uh, Union had a bit of a tough time against Vale, of all teams. Um, but this is anything but a foregone conclusion in this game, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I think you're correct there. And um, my hopes are that Bremen can take uh, what they've shown on Tuesday and... Um, yeah, have a much better performance than they had in recent weeks and months. I mean, that was the best best game of Bremen in ages. Just because you you could see that they they had nothing to lose. They weren't thinking about that they might drop into the relegation spot, and that did them a whole lot of good. And I hope that they're now mentally strong enough to to bring that kind of fight uh, against and and their courage to play against Union. And 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 then I think it could actually be quite a good Bremen game if they score an early goal. Um, that could be something of a uh, yeah a feast, uh, I guess. But it could go the other way and uh, it wouldn't surprise me. So uh, I'm not that keen into buying into that match, actually, um, just because of Zelka's questionable. He would be uh, the guy I would love the most. Ozako is a striker in the game. If he were a midfielder, I would um, also uh, happily uh, buy into him. And then there's Rashica. Uh, he had a few bad games in the Bundesliga, uh, had a great cup match and I expect him to have a good game uh, against Union and uh, that's why he's still my player pick. It's not very creative, but I, I don't love investing into Union. Andrich would be the only guy I would think about and uh, on the other uh, side, on the Bremen side, um, they're just strikers I would be interested in. No, it's a good roundup of exactly uh, the lay of the land when it comes to these two sides. I thought about Christopher Trimmel as well, you know, with Bremen's propensity for conceding from set pieces. But you're right. I mean, with Vogt and Selke coming in during the winter break, they have certainly improved on that front. Um, and I, yeah, just it's one of those games. It could go any which way. And therefore, you're right. It's so unattractive. I don't even want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. Um, let's talk about a game where we do want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. Uh, and that's Hertha against Mainz. Now, Mainz are the only club yet to pick up a point in 2020. They're 14 defeats and 47 goals conceded are both club records for this stage of a season. Um, now, this was one of the questions that kept coming up in the build-up to this show flow. So I've got two listener questions that are about the same thing. The first is from at John Howick, who asked, keepers please. That was literally all he wrote. Uh, and the other one was at Andreas Reza 1. He asked, with the goalkeeper situation as it is, should we stick with Zentner as a one-and-done option? And I think it's worth pointing out here, I think what he means when he says one-and-done option is that Zentner Zentner's your only goalkeeper who's going to be starting games right now. Maybe people, maybe he has Schubert in his lineup, or it could even still be Flecken, you never know. But therefore, he's asking whether Zentner is enough as the only goalkeeper in your squad. So where are we at with goalkeepers? He, he has to be enough, at least for me. So I have Zentner and Schubert, and if I, like, I'm going to move Schubert as soon as I feel that two transfers uh, in, in, in the other parts of my squad are enough. As, as long as I'm not feeling that, I'm not touching my goalkeepers. They're not a priority for me. I, that's why I can't give you a great answer at John Hovick, which goalkeepers to choose. If I were you and you got Zentner and you want to bring in a second goalkeeper, I would really just check the schedule uh, of Mainz and the other club where the goalkeeper, uh, uh, the cheap goalkeepers are, and then just pick the goalkeeper who has the most different uh, kickoff times than Zentner. I mean, Zentner is the only keeper who's going to play probably for the rest of the Rick Runder uh, at 1 million. The other guys who are playing, uh, and not as a replacement, but as the real number one, they're more expensive. And that's why I would start with Zentner and then pair him up uh, with the goalkeeper who does that best. But uh, since I'm not able to move Schubert, I haven't actually looked into that, uh, into the schedule details, because that's, that's a bit of work. And I was preoccupied celebrating the cup win. <laughs> I'm sorry for <laughs> that's that. That's fair. So, yeah. 
that would be my advice. But uh, you you can you can do it. Uh, look at the clubs who have cheap goalkeepers, and then just double cr uh, check um, the schedules uh, with the schedule of mines. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, I think it's an interesting development as to people's tactics when it comes to this. But I know there's certainly a train of thought that says when you've got the likes of Kostic, Sancho, Havertz, Lewandowski, Werner, Sabitzer, uh, even Kimmich now's back in the mix, you know, uh, these high-priced players performing well and really picking up a lot of points, whether it's just worth saving the money by having two very cheap keepers, even if one of them isn't playing on a regular basis, saving the budget and then spending it elsewhere where you really do need um, options because that's ultimately those are the positions where you can put your star man on defense midfield and attack you can't do it on a goalkeeper so therefore their priority levels do drop but it is an interesting conundrum I think I'm with Flo the minute I feel like I've got two transfers for my start for my you know outfielders and that's enough then that will probably be when I look at Schubert but otherwise it's not really a priority right now um, but let's talk about Hare to Mainz who would you pick from this game Flo I, I have a sneaky feeling I may or know who it is yeah we talked about Piontek so I can't <laughs> yeah. not pick him like I'm concerned about Mittelstedt I brought him in last week he had a bad match uh, in the cup so I'm, I'm not sure if he or Plattenhardt is going to start uh, on the weekend but I won't be able to move Mittelstedt so I just keep my fingers crossed that he will stay in the starting lineup. Well, we will keep our fingers crossed for you as well. Okay, moving on then. Freiburg against Hoffenheim is the next game. Freiburg failed to score in back-to-back -back games for the first time this season last weekend. Meanwhile, Kramaric has scored six times in six Bundesliga meetings with Freiburg, making the Black Forest Club his favourite opponents. Um... I just wanted to talk about Kramaric really quickly because I mentioned the fact that if he scored, I'd be bringing him in. Flo, how do you feel about him? You had him quite low down on your ranking earlier in the show. Yeah, I, I'm just not convinced of this Hoffenheim side and uh, Freiburg were a bit in the slump, but I mean, Christian Streich is knowing for, for uh, being able to turn things around quite quickly. So um, I think it's a tough match for Hoffenheim. I don't expect that to be a brilliant football match. And uh, Kramaric is so expensive that I would look elsewhere. If I mean, if I can choose Piontek going up against Mainz or Ginczek going up against Düsseldorf or uh, Kramaric playing at Freiburg, it's, it's like Kramaric is number three on that list for me. I know that he can have big performances. I mean, it's... it's uh, uh, it's a game of probabilities in, in fantasy. And uh, I mean, if you're rolling the dice, uh, it's always a possibility that you, you roll a one, but it's much more likely than you roll, that you roll a two to uh, six. And that's how you should approach the fantasy game. No, it's a good overall uh, way to approach things, definitely. Uh, we do have a listener question about this game, and it's from uh, from at Andreas Reza one He says, any good replacements for Gunter and Peterson? How do you feel about that, Flo? So, uh, I think it, defense is a bit more difficult uh, for me this week to, to give you really, really great choices uh, in defense. I would definitely bring in one Frankfurt defender if you don't have already one on Friday evening. And uh, remember, you don't have to spend all your money. If you sell Gunther and bring in Chandler, that's, that's great. So no need to spend up for another player who, who isn't worth the money. Up front, um, we talked about Piontek. I said that I like uh, Ginczek for Wolfsburg. And there's a Frankfurt striker we'll talk later. Uh, that's he, he's definitely on my radar as well. Okay, and if you had to pick a player from this game? None. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I yeah, really. I, I, I looked through all two squads and I can't bring me in. I'm not liking any player. The player I would have liked the most would be Kadarabek probably, but he's not certain to start. And why go there and invest there? I'm not sure how that game goes. And probably Christian Günther is the one I like the most. And that's the guy that Reza wants to sell. So uh, I just think this game is a wild card. And there are a lot more. There are uh, a lot of games... I feel more certain about uh, on the next match day and uh, I'm going to invest. I'm always trying to invest in situations I have a good feeling uh, how they 
might turn out. You're not always right, of course, but uh, <laughs> I think it's, it gives you the, be- the better chance of uh, succeeding. Well, I think anyone that's been listening to this show since we started will know that your feelings are more often than not right, um, which is certainly a good thing. And I mean, I'm kind of in the boat with um, Andreas because I do have Gunter and Peterson in my side, and I do think there are bigger priorities for me this weekend to the fact that they'll both probably still be in my squad. I'm not expecting them to do anything particularly special. If 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 yeah. Leverkus- uh, do you have a home run defender then, James? What do you mean a home run defender? Yeah, a, a great defender pick. I've I've got trouble picking. Uh, oh, like in a terms great of for defender. this weekend. Yeah. Oh no, no, you're right. I, it's it's one of those weekends. I think it, there'll be one of two things happens. The players that normally score big won't score big, and we're going to have a load of defenders that no one has in their squad, or maybe it's like a one percenter. There will be huge differentials this weekend, and then it really is a case of which defender popped up with a clean sheet and a goal. So I'm wondering whether, you know, someone like Martin Hinteregger, you know, you could throw him in the mix. Um, you know, there are some Hertha players that might be worth considering at home to Mainz as well. But no, in terms of having a home run pick for this weekend where you go definitely big points coming, I, I can't see it myself. Oh, Stefan Line is another one that I might throw out there as well. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, interesting, but you're right. Yeah. It, yeah, it's very, very difficult this weekend. And I, I would throw in maybe Jerome Roussillon as a bounce back for all time's sake having a great fantasy game at home against Dusseldorf. No, that's fair. I think that's possible. I mean, I've got Bastian Ochipka in my squad as well, and I'm hoping for good things from yeah. him against Paderborn. But is he, is he certain to start? That's my question with Ochipka. Oh, well, why is he not certain to start, Flo? You're getting me worried now. <laughs> why is he not certain to start? Because I can't... Who who are you really going to replace him with yeah, right now? Miranda. He, Juan he, Miranda. He came on uh, during uh, the cup match. Oh. And I, I've read some that one of these days maybe Ochipka gets a rest. So if you're certain that Ochipka starts, he's definitely one of the best options. Uh, and probably you're well, right. I was, I was until you mentioned all this. <laughs> now I'm not so sure. Yeah, but I brought in fairness. I brought Ochipka yeah. in last week, and I'm I'm not going to bring no, bring him out. Then then go with uh, Ochipka uh, Reza. I think that's. Ochipka is then probably one of the best. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's certainly not a bad there. one. Because uh, Schalke will bring it to Paderborn. They they will have a lot of set pieces, either crosses or free kicks, and that's definitely a good r- recipe for Ochipka having a great game. No, that's true, and I mean, yeah, he doesn't cost you too much either. Ten point two million Ochipka, um, but as I said, yeah, he was one of the people I brought in last week. Knowing ne- not necessarily that I was hoping he'd do better against Hertha. At least he got a clean sheet. Um, but I'm hoping that he does even better now against Paderborn so that hopefully the decision-making pays off. And we should talk about that game. It's a perfect segue. Schalke against Paderborn is the final 3.30 kickoff we're going to talk about. Now, Schalke have only lost once at home this season against Bayern. Uh, and it's worth noting that Paderborn have never beaten Schalke in three Bundesliga attempts, conceding eight goals and scoring just two. Plenty of players to pick from in this game, Flo. So who would you go for? Definitely Gregoric. Uh, I mean, I brought him in last week because uh, you were in my ear at that moment, James. I heard your voice, and uh, I, I, brought Gero- <laughs> I brought uh, Greg Origin. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I don't think it was a bad decision because I have him now for this week, and I'm loving him this week. And to pick up ten points uh, in that match is quite impressive uh, for Gregoric. So I think uh, he'll have a great fantasy day, and you can. Even think about doubling up with Amin Harid. Um, he's 9.4, Gregoric is 10.1. So great, great uh, budget options uh, out there and definitely viable to bring in both, in my opinion. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's- and especially they're playing at Mainz uh, on the next match yeah. day. So uh, definitely uh, a good run of fixtures for, for Schalke. No, absolutely. I think this is one of the reasons I, I brought in Gregorich Okchipka and I actually did double up in midfield because I had a certain amount of... I had 10 point something million. I couldn't afford Swat said uh, There wasn't anyone else that attractive and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put it on a player that I know is guaranteed to start and that was Amina Harit um, last Friday. So I've got three Schalke players in my squad going into this weekend. I'm not unhappy with that situation even if it didn't necessarily pay off last week. Um, and of course, it's worth mentioning for anyone out there going, oh, why aren't you talking about Swat Serdar? Uh, he's picked up a knock and it definitely looks unlikely that he's going to start this weekend, um, else he really would have been in the mix as a great differential pick, you know, the well, highest scoring Schalke player this season. But yeah. 
We're at least not sure if he's going to play. He himself is saying that he uh, he is probably capable. Yeah, that's of playing, what they all say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it's not of the out of the question that this isn't a close game, uh, and then he definitely won't play seventy minutes. So, uh, yeah, I, I think there's more risk attached to Serda and Tarid, and that's why I would rank him third. Uh, of Schalke midfielders. No, that's very fair indeed. Um, it's just an interesting lay of the land with Schalke right now. They, they, they continually seem to be in limbo as to whether they're a great fantasy option or not. Um, and I'm hoping this weekend may give us a better indication as to what they are going to be moving forward. Because as I said, they do have a good run of fixtures coming up um, after this game against Padborn as well. But let's move on to the Saturday evening game, Leverkusen against Dortmund. One of the games we really need to get our teeth into. Leverkusen are winless in six and have only won one of their last ten against Dortmund, who have actually kicked off the second half of the season by scoring five goals in three consecutive games. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach interestingly are the only team to have done that before. That was in the 1972-73 season. And I'm going to start with a listener question uh, here, Flo, because it's from our good friend at Swear I'm Not Paul. Ronan Murphy saying, who to replace Royce with? Money burning a hole in my pocket. And It's a problem I'm sure a lot of people are facing this weekend. So uh, uh, my first choice would be Philip Kostic if he's not already in your squad. Uh, if he is, it would be Maximilian Arnold or Schlager. Arnold being the safer pick and Schlager the one who can have more of a boom game, I think. Yeah, I think that's a, a very good way of probably looking at them. I was saying, I was and, saying to you... I mean, we talked about Gregoritsch oh, uh, well, yes. as well. Of course, Gregoritsch, but uh, yeah. Probably Gregoritsch over Arnold and uh, Schlager. But Kostic, Grigorich, and then the Wolfsburg guys. Sorry, I, I forgot. That's all right. The good old I was Grigor. Say, you know, it, you don't have to forget. It's okay when you forget him because you know you've got me on the show flow, so I will never forget him. But no, we were talking about Arnold before the show, and I said he's the Daniel Caligiuri of this season in the fact that he has never really had this breakout performance with a huge points tally. But somehow he's just silently kind of crept up into, I think he's the seventh highest scoring midfielder in the game. Um, he's almost cracked the 200 point mark, uh, and he's just incredible. Incredibly, incredibly consistent. Uh, so I really do like Maxi Arnold, though he does cost you a pretty penny, it has to be said. But this is it. I think this week a lot of people will have a lot of extra cash, Royce being one of the big players that will leave extra cash. Um, but we've got a question as well um, from at Mulcahy Mike, underscore Mike, I should say on Twitter, uh, who's asking about Emre Chan and asking what fantasy impact do we expect him to have? Do we see him getting regular playing time? And if so, at the expense of whom? I think he'll get regular playing time not sure if it's going to happen this week um, but I don't think that he'll have any fantasy impact because um, I think he'll likely start in a three-man back line for Dortmund and replace either Akanji or Zagadou uh, or he'll play as a defensive midfielder next to Axel Witzel but because of the condition that Julian Brandt is in it will be like it would really be a crime to humanity if uh, Lucien Favre would move Julian Brandt uh, from that position. Yeah, I think it's the only thing keeping Emre Chan from breaking into that midfield. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So I think we will see him slot into the back line. And at that point, he doesn't really become a great fantasy option at all, does he? No, no, definitely not. You don't want you want your defenders to play in midfield, not your midfielders to play in defense. And okay, I mean we're looking at this fixture as well, Flo Leverkusen against Dortmund, kind of in the same bracket as Bayern and Leipzig in terms of you don't want too many players from this fixture. But we have seen that games like these between Leverkusen and Dortmund can still provide great fantasy returns. So where are we in terms of like the extremity of our panic buttons? Are we ready to hit them when it comes to the likes of Harvets and if people have got Folland, Bellarabi, um, maybe Roy Sancho, maybe, you know, a Hakimi in there as well? Where's the balance for this game? I don't don't hit any panic button for, for this match because it's a Saturday evening match. And you're not closing out the match day. And I think there will be fantasy points scored in that match from both teams. So I, I expect both teams to have a, a quite a lot shots on goal. And that's what creating fantasy points. So I, I wouldn't panic about my assets. Would I, I don't love Ashraf Hakimi. Uh, he wasn't 
like in great matchups, he wasn't performing up to his usual standards in a fantasy sense in recent weeks. So I don't love having him in my squad, but it's not like I, I'd rather sell Leipzig assets before I sell any assets of Dortmund or Leverkusen. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think my conundrum with Hakimi this weekend, and again, I've kind of talked about where my priorities are and they're not on Hakimi, but he's the last defender that will play for me this weekend, which isn't the, the most ideal situation given uh, that I am, I'm leaning on your side flow of saying that I do think there are goals in this game for both teams between Leverkusen and Dortmund. Um, and again, it's one of those that's not a foregone conclusion, but it could actually still be uh, a very good game for fantasy owners. Uh, I've also got Sancho and Harvitz in my midfield and I don't think that's going to change either because I do I want to keep hold of Harvitz in particular because they've got Union next weekend um, and so there's a yeah, good fixture coming up for Leverkusen as well and we have seen Harvitz has done great things in this second half of the season it's when he thrives the most uh, but let's move on to the Sunday games then uh, Gladbach against Köln being the first one uh, Rhineland derby uh, for these parts. Now, Cologne have won five of their last six Bundesliga matches. Only defending champions Bayern have fared better in that time. However, it's worth noting that Gladbach have recorded more wins and scored more goals against Cologne than any other Bundesliga club. How are you feeling about this game? Because I wrote down, Flo, in my notes, is this a game worth steering clear of? But you seem to be so impressed by Gladbach that I would maybe suggest that it's not a game to steer clear of in your mind. Yeah, I was impressed in a real football sense, wasn't impressed in a fantasy sense. I mean, Jonas Hofmann was like, that was, that had to be one of the best Jonas Hofmann games of his career. And he got 11 fantasy points out of it. So that's not enough oh, come to on, make I still him a What was it, the hat-trick against, was it Mainz? Um, Last season, breathtaking, breathtaking. But I, I do yeah. agree with you. <laughs> no, I'm like he—he he was amazing. He really had a great game at uh, at Leipzig, and just not showing in the fantasy game. And um, there can be a lot of rotation at Gladbach. That's uh, what makes it uncertain. The guy I would invest in, nonetheless, would be Alassane Player because also he was amazing at Leipzig. Uh, talked about him last week to take a closer eye on him because I feel that he will be a viable option moving forward. And then, yeah, he he got he got sent off. Well, we don't need to talk about that incident. I think it was rather ridiculous uh, all from from player and from the ref. Uh, I, I fault both parties in, in this instance. Um, but uh, we got robbed of a great fantasy option for this match day and that's what hurts me the most uh, I have to say um, and then it's just I'm not loving the Gladbach players uh, in general uh, for fantasy because there's too much rotation and they're not picking up enough points for what they're showing on the real uh, pitch and what their price tag is um, I like your call with Stefan Leiner for 11.4 million um, that's definitely a way you can go. Um, but apart from him, you can throw a dart at uh, Marcus Thuram. Um, but I personally would rather go elsewhere. Um, his form has peaked like after a few games in the Hinrunde and he hasn't looked that sharp again. And he was one of the weaker players at Leipzig, in my opinion. That's why I'm not keen on signing Thuram. Uh, for my fantasy team. If you want to be really uh, edgy, uh, you could think about bringing in Lars Stindl because I personally am pretty sure that he's going to be in a starting 11 against Cologne. Yeah, you know. For 11.6 million. But I, I, it's definitely a risky choice and I, w I would rather look elsewhere but not because I think that's uh, so such a bad matchup um, it's just the way that Gladbach's team is set out. There are not a lot of good fantasy options. A bit like Hoffenheim, where you don't know where to invest your money if you want to, to buy a fantasy asset. 
Yeah, no, I think that's a good uh, overview of everything when it comes to these two teams. So I, ultimately, you are saying that it is, in a fantasy sense, a game worth steering clear of this weekend. I was going to ask whether Köln have kind of proven themselves to be viable long-term options for fantasy owners, but I think I'll save that question for a couple of weeks down the line because they've got Gladbach this weekend, then Bayern at home the weekend after. It's then that they become quite attractive. So we'll touch on that then with Cologne. Let's move on to the final game of the fixture list, then Bayern against Leipzig. Lewandowski and Werner, they are the first two players since Franz Bruns and Johannes Law in 1967-68 to be on at least 20 goals after 20 matches. It's Lohr, um, actually, James. It's an umlaut there. Oh, really? There's I did. There's <laughs> yeah. not an umlaut on Bundesliga.com. I'll tell you tell you that. Okay, Lurt, so I do apologise yeah. uh, to Johannes, who I'm sure is definitely listening. But anyway, uh, the other stat I wanted to point out was that Leipzig have only won one of their six games this season against teams in the top six of the standings. Not the best record. And this is a game, again, I kind of talked about it with Leverkusen and, and uh, Dortmund, but we have seen in the past that Leipzig and Bayern can produce big fantasy returns turns but how do we how do we genuinely feel about this game I guess the question really is Flo we've talked about getting rid of Werner and Sabitzer how many players is too many from this fixture I would be okay with two I guess but not more uh, just because of uh, it's the last match of the match day and uh, yeah Lewandowski and one Bayern midfielder would would be a way to go or if you have if you've got Nkunku, for instance, uh, I would hold my my nose and, and, and stick with him. Maybe if I have so many injuries and bookings and stuff that I have to do other transfers. And and, and one thing to add, Hannes Löhr can't listen to us, James, because he died in 2016. Oh, so. you, do you want to know what? I, the minute I made that... Joke. I thought, what if he's if he's dead? That's going to sound terrible. I'm so sorry. He's a Cologne hero, so I'm, he I'm actually I'm, I'm uh, surprised you you didn't know him. It's probably because it's spelled Johannes, and he's just known as Hannes. There you go. I, yeah, I don't know what it was. I did. Yeah, uh, yeah I had a look at the 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 match previews on Bundesliga.com, and that was where I grabbed it from. So thank you, thank you for correcting me. <laughs> no, and so, now I have to apologise for the, no, the, the we, silly, the silly jokes uh, up above to, <laughs> to Hannes. Oh dear, I got myself into a right pickle there. Okay. I think that's probably a good place to leave it. I think we've covered Bayern and Leipzig enough. I think with them, it really is a case of if they weren't the final game of this match day, it would be very different. I think we'd be giving out different advice. We wouldn't necessarily be telling you to jump ship with your Leipzig assets. But because it's the last game, I think that genuinely is very valuable advice this weekend. And I have to say, I'm very much looking forward to this weekend because it's the weekend where I enter the TFF Pokal finally. I'm very, very excited. Um, and I'm really glad actually it didn't happen last week because last week was a bit of a nightmare but we're now into the the round of the ner nervous slalom of Abel Xavier's braids uh, which again is just incredibly creative and it's, the funny thing about this is I'm actually going up against one of my work colleagues in the next round um, Alex Chaffee if you're listening I'm coming for you and of course we do encourage you uh, search TFF for Carl on Twitter you will find at Haymarket Seconds uh, Twitter account that then has the link to the Google Doc that will give you the overview of everything going on with the TFF for Carl because we are what now three uh, two rounds deep into it already this season and we've got quite a way to go and there's going to be a very exciting breakdown of it all I think in the end so I can't wait to see what happens and now I'm just hoping that I don't get knocked out in the next round by Alex but anyway we'll see what happens for now we'll close out today's show with our player picks Flo Vegas choice who are you going for? Yeah, I'm going with the Frankfurt striker. I did mention earlier to to leave a teaser there, and that's Andre Silva. He's 10.6 million. If he's in the starting lineup, I actually think he could be a great differential way to start your weekend. His form definitely um, is up to nearly 100% again. He scored in the cup. Hütter uh, praised his his form recently. I think there's a decent chance that he's in a starting lineup and then he's just a shot-creating machine. He takes shots himself, he gives passes to a shot, uh, and we've seen him now taking penalties as well. I think Andre Silva could be a really, really sneaky guy to pick. If he's in a starting lineup, I might be really tempted to go there. 
The only the only thing is, like I said, they're playing at Dortmund next week, and then I would love to not have him in my squad. So that's a conundrum you have to decide for yourself if you want to take that risk. Yeah, that's it. But I, I do agree with you. I think Silver as a one-and-done prospect is very, very enticing right now, especially given the fact that he does, uh, I think, have penalty duties uh, in his locker as well. Now, I've gone for a striker, two for my Vegas choice, and I've gone for Christoph Piontek. Uh, 12 million, the hair to striker. We have mentioned him enough. I don't need to make any extra points. He looks like a player that can make things happen. He looks like he's going to be involved in shots on goals, uh, on creating shots on goals, and that is a very good thing for fantasy owners. So I think he's a great choice for this weekend. Super Snapshot Flow, who are you going for? Uh, I'm going with Alessandro Schrepp uh, of Schalke, 6.8 million midfielder in the game. The locker room is a bit deserted at Schalke right now. They have so many injury problems. He's basically a lock to start either as a right back or in midfield. And um, he, he, We've seen from him that he can have decent fantasy games. I don't expect fireworks but who knows uh, they're playing at home g against Paderborn so he could definitely be involved in the game he, he doesn't cost you much that's not like uh, I, <laughs> I've i had uh, more fired up embracements of players but I still think he's a decent choice <laughs> that's a, I think that's a fair assessment yeah uh, but I, I actually I do like Schupf as a pick um, I stole your super schnepchen from last week though Flo because I didn't mention him you did but that means I can mention him this week and it's Timothy Chan the 5.1 million I think for the Friday night game again we've talked about his qualities enough but he's a fantastic fantastic pick and right now he's coming into my squad as things stand with my transfers um, that of course changes if he's not in the starting lineup so we will see what happens on Friday night how about your banker then. So I'm I'm doing a bit of kindergarten psy uh, psychology. So you're stealing my super schnäppchen. I'm stealing your banker, James. I'm going with <laughs> uh, Michael Gregorich for ten point one million. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, yeah, it's like a it's like a playground thing with your yogurts or whatever it is. Um, okay, I I like it though, Gregorich. I think I told you before the show started, I would have picked Gregorich uh, for this weekend, but I picked him last week and I can't double up. So I'm going to throw out the other name that we have mentioned a couple of times as the best Royce replacement, and it's Philip. Kostic, 17.8 million. Again, with the transfers that I've got planned, he's coming into my squad this weekend. Uh, he was incredible in the cup. And as long as his decision-making can stay on point, actually, you know what? Even if his decision-making doesn't stay on point, he's going to pick up points uh, in this game against Augsburg. If his decision-making does stay on points, uh, on point, then he will pick up even more points. And that's what I'm really hoping for with Kostic. It is always the conundrum with him and his form. But okay, that brings us to an end of this week's Talking Football Fantasy episode. Don't forget to follow us at Talking Football on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. And if you haven't yet, join the Talking Football Fantasy League. For now, from your host, James Harrow, Good Flow, and the rest of the Talking Football crew, Alfie Dehern. Auf Wiedersehen.